Hey everybody, welcome to Dr. Skeleton's Art School. How's it going? Uh, we've got Ben here. I don't think we've introduced ourselves in like a year or yeah. so. But it's probably well, How's it going, Ben? Good. Oh. This is my okay. first time on the podcast in a long time. All that other <laughs> bad stuff, if you thought it was problematic or anything like that, if you ever thought I made a misstep, that was somebody else. That's so true. Good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're and and so guaranteeing there's gonna be nothing to complain about in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Also, the Helen Keller thing with somebody else too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just telling me Ben was just telling me about um new the Delta uh, variant. Re- yes, the Delta variant, uh, freaking me out, man. Because I've do, been do, 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 do. I've been fully living uh life like I I've been I've been going out more than. I ever used to before like I've been oh. like just breathing in everybody's air like on purpose I don't know it feels uh now I feel really reckless like and I made a I made a huge mistake you are the origin of the delta variant possibly yeah. Yeah. who knows could have been yeah. you'll we'll see yeah but um yeah, I'll be masking up again I think based on what you told me there you frightened me back into I guess, yeah. My shell. You know, um, interesting thing I've noticed that no one else has ever noticed. Nobody else has noticed this. Uh, I think people really conflate the whole, like, uh, you know, being skeptical of the CDC with being skeptical of of vaccines thing. Mm. Like, I think being skeptical of CDC, of whatever, if they're still saying you should, you know, no need for a mask, whatever they said. They probably said that. I'm almost yeah, certainly they said true. that. Yeah, I think that's true, yeah. Yeah. If they didn't, I don't care because let's go back however many months now, uh, 15 months or something, pull that one up. No masks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You should, yeah. I gotta say, I'm yeah, pretty pretty skeptical of their advice. I feel like their advice is a little, uh, it's a little too uh, risky for me. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm gonna keep Keep wearing the mask. Or keep staying away from people. Are people uh, wearing masks around you, like in public? There are a lot of people who wear masks. I would say really? in public. Uh, probably. I mean, it's hard to say because, like, if you want to go in a building, like, if you want to go to, like, I mean, I guess I don't really go in to too many places, but like, grocery store number one, like Whole Foods. Pretty sure Whole Foods still has a mask mandate or whatever because. I've never seen anybody in there without one. And yeah, that's sort of the uh hmm. that's sort of the town square for me. Uh and yeah, people have them on. I would say I still do see a lot like like when I'm outside, anytime I'm outside, anytime I'm outside of my front door, so like in the apartment building or out on the street, like I always have the mask on and up. Uh and yeah, I see a good deal of people uh, doing the same thing i think uh those people plus the people who have them on around their necks when they're walking like down the street in a very open area and then put them up maybe maybe as they pass you but mostly have them around so that they can walk into stores or if they go into a busy place those two groups definitely make up the vast majority of people but I was telling you before that last night I started to notice, you know, like the I, I'm, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm conflating some things, but I in my mind, it's the people that are coming back to New York, returning to New York, the people who mm. left. By the way, you weren't supposed to come back. You left. You weren't supposed to be allowed to come back. But the people who came back, I think uh, they're the, the people who are out going to bars not even bringing one with them. They don't even bother to have one around the the neck, which means, you know, they don't have one. So they're, you know, probably causing problems wherever they go. So Yeah. Uh I don't know. That's me. I'm I'm causing problems wherever I go. Yeah. Nobody here is wearing a mask, dude. Like I remember like the C D C must have said like uh yeah, you don't have to wear masks. What are you doing? Masks? What are you? What are you gay? That's what the CDC said. Um, 
they're just bullying everybody who's wearing a mask for some reason. And then uh, then everybody in Madison was like, yo, the CDC said we don't have to wear masks. Why why aren't we can't, why can't let's let's lift let's lift the stuff. And then so there was like a big like everybody was put out because there was two weeks where Madison was like, Okay, just to be safe, we're gonna like keep the masks going here for another couple weeks, but starting June first, that's when you can take the take the masks off. And then mm. so since June first it's just been no masks at all. Mm. Yeah. In in my building, I think. I think the building I think this is still in effect, maybe not. But they had uh they had signs up or sent like emails out a while ago that were like masks are required in all spaces in the building for unvaccinated people. And they yeah. are optional for vaccinated people. Uh yeah, I see those signs. Which was pretty nice because I would say still in the building, the vast majority of people wore the masks everywhere. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm guessing that those are actually probably vaccinated people because that's probably how those things work out. You know, when you put up those optional stuff, I think probably the, the people that are most uh, like overall skeptical about this whole thing and they just don't want to play along. They're like, well, I'll just... They're not going to I'll wear just masks. say, yeah, it's like, well, somebody, some people can't wear it and they can't prove it. So, like, I'm just not going to wear it. But That's me. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. like it when people yeah. get in the elevator when they don't have one on, especially if there's a lot of people. But Yeah. We need to make our own alternative CDC. Well, we're going to um, coup the CDC. Yeah. Replace it. I don't know. And people will be talking about that for the next six months as well like they talk about whatever the january thing dude how can anybody remember they talk about it sorry gotta bring it up 9 11 <laughs> they use the date i don't know what the date is i know it's one something and they say one one six a one six yeah one six dude how can you remember that doesn't matter <laughs> people are saying it's worse than 9 11 dude why <laughs> so dumb i yeah. can't believe that people are still talking about it yeah it's yeah it's, stop talking about it. there's other things to talk about yeah uh like for instance <laughs> you've been watching anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, we got lots of things to talk about in our past so we got yeah yeah talk look, about look at this what every week watching on tv <laughs> there's always something to revisit about 9-11 for example if you want another we can day. talk about 9-11 again <laughs> yeah, i can yeah don't talk about 1-6 we'll do 9-11 again <laughs> what's going on with that let's yeah. do a check-in on that man you know i did watch something yeah. good well i don't know if it's good but i did watch something classic classico uh now this feel like i said classico that was a little problematic for what i was about to say but that wasn't what I that was not actually related to the thing. This Yikes. was just a coincidence. But I watched Scarface. Ooh. Uh, Ooh have you seen I have not this seen classic Scarface. movie? Yeah, I've always ignored it too. I'll tell you, it's going off of Netflix uh, on June 30th. So you've got three days to watch it if you want to watch it. They very. They very kindly reminded me that immediately after the end of the movie. You know how they do the uh, the little trailers for other crap that they have at the end yeah. now? You get to watch five seconds of the credits, and then they think you want to stop watching the credits and you want to watch some other thing? No, I want to watch the rest of the credits. I want to see yeah. who was in this thing. I don't recognize them by their faces. I want to hear their names. That's the only way I'm ever going to learn any character names is when you get to the end of the movie. And I'm like, oh, the main guy, his name was Scarface. Actually, it wasn't Scarface. <laughs> that I think his name was Tony Montana. Oh, interesting. Uh, I need, I need the, I, I need the, the photo and the, the name next to each other at the yeah. very end. But they preferably at the beginning. They too. skip that and they show some other stupid stuff that I don't want to watch. I'm not going to watch two movies in a row. Nobody's going to do that. Uh, and instead, now they go to this. They went to this screen where it's like the Scarface title card, and then it says watch soon or whatever leaving netflix soon on june 30th and it's like yeah dude i don't care about this this is the least infor- important you information can leave now 
If Get you want to tell me that, you should have told me another similar movie that's leaving Netflix on June 30th. Like Layer Cake. I haven't seen that in at least three weeks now, two or three weeks <laughs> yeah. now. Remind me when that's leaving so I can watch that one. I don't need to know about Scarface. I just finished it. But I did I did watch all of Scarface and it was it was interesting. It was not really what I expected. And there were good parts and there were some bad parts. And I'm not made up on whether I would watch this movie again. That's what people want to Which is the sign of know. the sign of a good movie to you. Yeah. Well, good ones like I'll watch this again for sure. But I would say I'm on the lower end of like it, except it's a it's a classic movie, so I feel like it's more likely that I'll watch it again sometime. Is it a classic movie or is it kind of like it's kind of I feel like it's a like a is it sort of like older Boondock Saints? No, nah, or like Boondock I mean, Saints for another for a different generation. Maybe, maybe you want to say that I don't know. What do people compare it to? What's like a better version of Scarface, like The Godfather or something like that? Is that what people would say? Maybe, yeah. I don't okay. know. I haven't seen. And, and Bo- what's it for Boondock Saints? People always say, "Oh, Boondock Saints is a bad version of what? Pulp Fiction or something?" Still haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you. Well, yeah. okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. No, I think it's considered a classic movie. I feel classic. like it's probably right. just like a uh, probably movie buffs are better than it. You know, it's like one of those ones. The movie dudes, they're better than it because they know that there's some other good thing. But enough enough normcore dads out there have seen it and liked it that it's it's classic in that sense. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Probably. Yeah, that fits my 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 understanding of it. I guess. Yeah. That it's not like. Yeah, I guess it would just be the a cl- I feel like Godfather's a classic. Scarface is sort of like the pulpy. Um, I don't know. Like Die Die Hard has is now like cl- actually classic too, but sort of yeah, pulpy action yeah. movie. That- I mean, I've never seen Die Hard. I don't even know what happens in Die Hard to be honest. I just know Bruce Willis. That's it. That's really it. Yeah, that's all. I'd I recommend know. it. Okay, I'd recommend it. Um, but yeah, I saw Scarface. Is yeah. It, I don't know. It was strange. I forget what's the one I what's the other movie I watched recently that I told you about and I said it was cut. Oh, Mad Max. It was like kind of cut really quickly where I was sometimes a little conf- confused or like it cut maybe it's not that I'm confused and I kind of liked it after a while, but I, it, like in the moment it didn't register where I was like I think something went wrong. Like I feel like they I feel like that was a bad cut because they skipped too much stuff going forward. And you're kind of just like at this minimal point of understanding where you can kind of put together the pieces. Almost like you stepped out of the room for like five minutes or something (laughs) like that. But I kind of had a little bit of that feeling. And now it makes me feel like it was maybe just like the thing back then. Huh? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, Al Pacino, I was thinking to myself, he's... He's Italian, right? So this is like brown face. He's got it. <laughs> sort of. Is that what you call it? Is that, I think it's pro- it, it pro- problematic, could... you might say, at the least. What's problematic? Al Pacino playing a Cuban guy. Oh, he's Cuban in it? I thought he's... he was playing an Italian guy. No, no, no. He's Cuban. He comes from Cuba. The whole beginning of the movie is like, uh, like maybe I'm misremembering a little bit of it, exactly how it looked on screen, but... Th- it like starts out with like a little title card that's like in 1980 like bitch ass president jimmy carter opened up miami for 48 hours or 72 hours to people from loser fidel castro's country evil evil fidel castro's country and then they all that's who you look like with that beard dude started you gotta look like fidel Fidel castro (laughs) yeah yeah well we can get to that later but yeah that whole story okay yes but yeah it's got like a title card and it's like it's the most blatant anti-communism stuff like it's it's just like to the point it's it's very funny seeing it now because like it's it's definitely supposed to play off as like scary it's like (laughs) million three thousand boats launched from havana towards miami (gasps) We're being invaded. And at least 25,000 individuals were identified as coming with prior violent convictions. Oh, damn. And then it's, yeah. And then it's like, 
like literally a like Cuban like concentration camp in Miami, and then they the Cuban people finally like seem to revolt and kind of break out or something like that. I don't know. Who who knows? But yeah, it's like it starts off with this very very like blatantly pro-capitalist anti-communist thing and then it just becomes al pacino being yeah i guess very i, I don't know if it's like a stereotype maybe it was a stereotype back then but like uh, a, a bad caricature of uh you know cuban guy just coming to america and being the worst possible thing ever well i gotcha <laughs> oh damn <laughs> um well that's kind of al pacino's thing right we're like uh like the way he acts, like I'm just picturing like him as Jimmy Hoffa. You're like, dang, I don't know. Like, is this just feels racist the way he's he's talking about and and acting? I don't think it actually is like about like a. I don't think he's playing into like a trope or anything, but it just feels like problematic whatever he's doing. But <laughs> very good, yeah. regardless. Um, they did they did not care who what you were. Like anyone could be Cuban, anyone could be whatever. Yeah. Well, just a reminder: they don't seem to care in 2020 either. In the movie The Irishman. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's cool though. <laughs> yeah, which still in my mind, which yeah, I, I mean, I was thinking about that when I was watching this movie. I, I still don't understand the Irishman. Like, were they Irish or were they Italian? <laughs> Robert De Niro. Frank Sheeran is Irish. Okay. But so, the other people are Italian? American? Yes, everyone else is Italian. It's just confused. Like, in my it's, mind... It's very funny because Martin Scorsese is like... So So Robert De Niro himself is like not like necessary. He's not like 100% Italian. He's like 99% Italian. And then to Martin Scorsese, that means like, yeah, you're not Italian. You will stand out. You will be... <laughs> <laughs> you can be Irish. Yeah. It just, in my mind, when I think about that movie, the Irishman, to me, the name, like he's, Robert De Niro is the Irishman, right? So. The titular Irishman. Yeah. In my mind, it's just like one of those, like maybe racist names that they gave each other where it's like, hey, we're all Italian here, but you're the Irishman because one time, one time you didn't beat up an Irish guy or something like that. So, okay. (laughs) So that's our little, little club nickname for you. We're doing a quick ethnicity check on on Bobby De Niro. His father was of Irish and Italian descent, oh. while his mother had Dutch, English, French, and German ancestry. Oh, so, nice. uh, he he has a little Italian. It seems like nice um, enough to get the name. Uh, opening but, the door up for the rest of us to play problematic roles as well. Let's go, someday. baby. Yeah. <laughs> what would you play? What would your Irishman role be? I don't think uh, I have. Yeah. I don't really know enough about my history or have enough yeah, diversity in my history. I did the 23 and me thing that one time and it's like, it was just like Irish slash British. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I came from those islands and then it's like slash Scandinavian. It's like, okay, that's boring. But I guess it's not as boring yeah. as Shelly. Shelly can't do a problematic role. Like when Shelly, Shelly did her 23 and me thing is the most boring thing ever. I guess we did the same thing for the dog as well. Shelly's is just like, just like, you're 100% Chinese. And then the dog is like, you're 100% poodle. It's like, why do we pay for this? <laughs> this is dumb. Revealing yeah. no new information. Yeah. You will not catch me doing one of those things um, for me or my dogs. I'm Polish. making it up. You I do a Polish thing, right? I could do I could do that. That's true. What's I know you're somewhat Polish. Yes, yeah, the I rest have some Polish in me, but I'm probably you know? about as much Polish as Robert De Niro is Italian. So uh, I could go. do, I could be doing, I could, I could do offensive Polish roles, and p- people can't get get mad at well, me. Well, but well, what's your, what's your, your main? Because you gotta think, that de- determines how hmm. offensive it is, you know. I think Polish is probably my main, like biggest percent oh. Polish or German. Oh, okay. I also don't. Also, know. then you're more Polish <laughs> than Robert De Niro is. Irish, Italian. or wait, but I thought oh, he was—he sure. was maining Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing an Italian build this round. Uh, <laughs> I got, I got, I got my Polish loadout ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Don't you like my uh, 
you know, I'm I'm learning. I actually haven't been been doing any gaming recently, but uh, I'm learning gaming gaming lingo yeah. from the streets. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> from the streets. <laughs> um, passing by an internet cafe. Yeah, hearing Leet speak. I ride the uh-huh. subway and I overhear uh, middle schoolers talk about maining. Level up. <laughs> yeah, and then I just try to put it into my high score. <laughs> I try to put it into my day-to-day speech until it, <laughs> you know people kind of seem to react to it normally instead of yeah. saying what? what what did you say? <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanna I wanna keep I I think I think this is a this is a, this is a great vein of conversation. I wanna keep going on this Italian um, uh, ethnicity type thing because now that we've identified in the, ourselves in this podcast we can really get ourselves into hot water but um uh zoe and i watched a movie last night where uh it, it was to die for with nicole kidman from 1995 mm. and pretty nuts movie as also joaquin phoenix uh and casey affleck um and uh th- nicole kidman plays it's kind of like it, it's it's kind of like Nightcrawler, but the Jake Gyllenhaal movie you saw that one, right? Yeah, sort of. Okay, okay. Um, she, Nicole Kidman is this sort of like uh, sociopathic. Um, it's 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 built as like a comedy drama type thing, which this is, is a very mid '90s movie, and I really liked that. But like. Um, I'm not sure how. I, gu- I guess it's kind of funny. There's some things that are funny in it, but uh, in the same way that like Nightcrawler is funny in some places, I guess. Um, but she's like this sociopathic person who like uh, is like dead set on becoming famous and being a famous news news uh, caster broadcaster. And um, uh, the whole point is, oh, she's she's like she's like. A conceit of the movie is that she's talking directly to the camera, and she's like telling her side of the story because you f- because right off the bat, you, f- you find out like her husband has been shot and killed, and so right off the and she, so she's giving an interview to the camera, telling like how like broken up she is about everything, and she's talking about her her background, and she's talking about like her like ethnic marriage. She says she's like I've I've always been like um, interested in ethnic relationships. And like doesn't really seem to like elaborate on that at all or whatever. And like it took me so long to figure out that she's talking about her marrying an Italian guy. <laughs> like like it's Nicole Kidman and um like this this family who has an Italian restaurant. Um, but like she keeps calling that like an ethnic relationship. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Um, strange movie. I gotta say, mm. very weird movie. Um. Very uncomfortable to watch in, in places, uh, but yeah, we watched it on on Hulu, and I, and this is another thing that like I want I wanted to watch the credits on this one too, and it was doing that that thing where like it pops up like an autoplay. Let's go to autoplay another movie, which like yeah, that's a like who is going to watch like seamlessly just be like I'm gonna watch another movie like right now. Let's <laughs> just, just just jump into another yeah. movie. Um, that was really good. I'll just watch I could go any any other movie. movie right now. Just yeah. give me three <laughs> options. Right. I don't even need to go back uh, to the homepage. Well, whatever you got. What you got? You, yeah. that, that was great. <laughs> Watching. You would only do that if you just watched your first movie of all time. Yeah. You're like, holy shit. This wow. is this is this is a movie. You said a movie. So this is. Is there more of these? Are there? There's another one. All right. What, yeah. what what else is out there? Um, but I wanted to watch the the dang the dang credits, and so I was you know I don't know how to do it because I tried to exit out of the the autoplay, um, but then um, and then the credits are still playing and everything. It was like a a, a good song at the very end of it. Um, it was, oh yeah, it was that the season of the witch song, um, and I wanted to listen to the song over the credits. And uh, the autoplay exited, but it still kept doing the like countdown thing. And I'm like, Ooh. don't do the countdown, just show me the credits. So I try to exit out of that, takes me back to the home screen. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna resume the movie so I can keep listening to this song. And then just takes me to the beginning of the movie. 
Yes. <sighs> it's I I th- I feel like who is that helping though? Who? Yeah. I guess it's like if you're not paying attention, something else will get a play, right? Because that's that's the kind that's that's how Netflix and those they like to say, um, yeah, dude, the uh this movie got like a billion plays. Yeah. Uh, in the first week, Which- and so. Th- I don't understand that at all. We've talked about this before, but it doesn't make sense. Their numbers are insane. Yeah. I, okay, I don't know if you, this is a bit of a stretch now, but I'll get back to the point. I don't know if you saw the, or have been listening to the most recent uh, Truanon episodes. So good. Yeah, very good. The The most recent one was very good. Uh, uh, And yeah, they make the point at the end of the third one, which, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make a, digression here as well that listening to the third one it reminded me of the very famous uh npr uh, uh this american life uh the giant pool of money episode from i don't know when they made it probably like 2009 but about the 2008 financial yeah. crisis it reminded me of that uh except it's not npr so it was much better uh but yeah they, they made the the point at the end that like you know where they differ from i think this is what they literally said where they start to differ from like the tesla q type people the the shorts is that the short people for the most part they like believe in the markets and whatnot yeah and versus they see it as like actually elon is pretty much doing what you know you kind of would want a ceo to do if you, you know, are an investor in a company, if you're a shareholder in a company, he's doing the kinds of things that you want them to do, uh, which is like artificially making the stock price rise yeah. without really having to do anything, you know, most, most <laughs> yes. of the time or actually having to deliver a product. Okay. So coming back around to Netflix, my, my theory of, you know, Elon Netflix is that, yeah. Why do you want to autoplay stuff for people? Why do you want to recommend stuff for people? Elon Musk, if he was doing Netflix, his thing would literally be like, ah, you know, we got better stuff next month. Come back next month. <laughs> but, you know, pay pay the bills, you know, pay the bill. But you really, yeah, nothing else good this month. But, yeah, come, come back next month. We got month. great stuff uh, coming. Yeah. It's like you need less servers. You need less content that way. You just keep people on the hook. You don't actually mm-hmm. deserve them any content. Yeah, it's it's interesting because there's it, it's it's it, they're famously Netflix is is famously very opaque about its data collection or it's like its metrics, however you want to say that. Like um we can't tell. Nobody from the outside can actually tell how successful anything was uh in terms of what how many people watched anything on Netflix. Um YouTube, you can see views. Uh, on TV, you get like their mm-hmm. ratings that um, are, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not just like the channel saying X Y Z. Like there's kind of like some sort of verification process for, for things. But for Netflix, they control all the, uh, all the, all the info, all the back end on it. So only they know how many people are actually watching stuff. Um, and yeah, they. So it's 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 kind of unclear why they like what 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 their game is really right, but like they re- the, but the, they'll release sometimes sometimes they'll come out with numbers about something like that Midnight Sky movie with George Clooney that came out within the last year. Um, you probably didn't hear about it, um, or if you did, it kind of blipped a little bit and not much. Um, but they said recently or something that like oh yeah it like shattered all records or something and which is just like very curious because they did the same thing with like when bird box came out it's it's weird when they pick and choose what comes out it seems to be a sort of um yeah they're just like i'm not sure how they count the numbers uh people report that uh they count uh the autoplay trailer type thing um when when it when things are you're previewing something that counts as a play uh things like that like it's i'm not sure what the end goal is there i guess to say well i'm sure it is just like to say that they have 
they have an enormous audience or like they have access to hmm. enormous yeah. audience and what they can keep keep the ball rolling in that way but it reminds me of like the the whole facebook video thing too um where uh the, remember the whole pivot to video uh shift within mm-hmm. the last 6 years or so uh that was driven by mostly facebook being like uh changing their algorithms such that um and they they would say hey yeah we've changed things up so like we're prioritizing video and then like you you're putting your stuff that you were putting on youtube you and they they're trying to take they're trying to take youtube's audience or their their business and um oh it turns out if you put on a facebook you get like hundreds of times more views than than, than youtube it's like not even comparable it's like insane how many more views you get on facebook and so everybody's like all right it's all video now we're pivoting to video um we're shutting down all this other stuff and like we're just getting crazy reach on facebook this is absolutely the move here and um <laughs> this is a short-sighted play on facebook's part because uh they didn't have like the ad revenue to back it up like you weren't getting paid they were just saying like yeah you got a billion views on this video without the sort of like payout that you might want and expect from a billion views or impressions and yeah they went through a huge thing where like yeah they were just lying about it (laughs) they were just lying (laughs) if it's like appears at anywhere in your feed at all even you scroll right past or or if you don't even you don't it's if it's on your screen at all or maybe not on your screen you don't have to click or watch any part of it that counts as a view um and so i mean that one had a lot of like material consequences where a lot of people like media places were just like i don't know cleaning house and being like all right we're just we're just do, we're just doing video um and we're not doing any like written content and stuff and then so that has a second backlash too or like whatever like crappy content uh editor content farms they hired out to now all there are <laughs> they don't have anything else either so it's real stupid when it's like this sort of closed system i guess right where like you just have to trust Netflix, you have to trust Facebook that like, oh yeah, these are getting like the huge numbers or whatever. That's why you can keep, mm. I don't know, keep the fire going. Yeah. Um, without the other like other side of it being able to verify any of that, it's probably fine though. <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. the future stuff, like there's probably not like I wonder what the Netflix bubble w- will be like because they're not like are they profitable? I don't. Th- uh, profitable yeah, I yet. think I think they are. Oh, well. maybe I'm wrong, but I think they are. I, I mean, I, I am at, just like take on more capital to fund more things to sort of dominate. Maybe it is, but I think, I think they are compared to some of those other ones, uh, te- like Tesla. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. For uh, instance, yeah. it's been your market analysis corner. I figured that they were, I figured that the whole Netflix thing was about like eventually moving to just their own crap, you know, or mostly moving to their own stuff. And that's why they boost their own stuff so much. That's why they're gonna say Bird Box is, wow, our, our yeah. most watched movie ever. Uh, even though in reality it probably gets like like one percent of the views of some like stupid ass show like Parks and Rec or Friends or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, is it just because it because of existing contracts that like why you wouldn't want to like it's expensive to make a movie, but I guess. If you have to keep paying for friends forever, yeah, to license out friends, like eventually it'll pay for itself or something. Is that yeah, I uh, maybe. Yeah, I would think that maybe like the, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't really have a good model of this in my head, but just like sp- spitballing on it, I would think like kind of making the movie is more of like a one. <laughs> it's a big one, but it's kind of like more of like a one-time cost, and then yeah. you just have this stuff on your servers forever and you don't have to worry about licensing it out versus like this cycle of licensing scarf and like you have to renegotiate every time when you see that it's more popular and stuff too yeah hmm yeah i guess that makes sense i don't know yeah it's it's not a good it's not a it's not looking good for the future of content folks because if if netflix gets their way when it's their 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 production is literally like algorithmic. Right? I'm 
that the, the, the algorithms use so overuse so much, but like it's it's very it's very uh, uh, it's populist production. Um, what they because they they do have all the internal data. Because, they're not going to release it, but you know internally they probably have like very good information about what people actually they uh, actually do engage with. Um, and so the so basically I don't know literally like plot lines and characters and stuff are determined based on what people want to see or what their data says people want to see. They want to they're like they're they're going to choose the most satisfying ending. They're going to choose the most thing that like. Uh, rubs your brain the right way, and I think that's bad for that's bad for art, folks. That's not good. Mm. Um, you don't. Uh, this is kind of a sequel to our conversation on the premium show last week about wanting, like, challenging art or whatever. But like, if you're just sort of going down the route of what's going to make the most people the most happy, that gets you bad, but bad content. Isn't that isn't that what studios did already though or did before yes but but i think to my point last week again too that um you when when you don't have the they don't they didn't really have the info what they, what they had was they had like box office numbers and they had uh they had a certain amount of data but but like when your analytics are just really really broad you there's still the magic of somebody on an insane amount of cocaine saying no dude this is what people want and then forcing it to happen along that route and then and it can there's still room for um vision however misguided that will lead to like an accidentally great piece of work or something like that yeah but but doesn't that come down well I, i don't know i guess i'm 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 skeptical of the hype around like things like Netflix and uh, uh, Netflix's like analytics about films or TV shows or whatever the other content they have, because I feel like in non-technical spaces or in like pop pop media type stuff, they they either Netflix or just like pop media writers the equivalent of like Elon fans uh, want you to believe that Netflix has some, you know, super strong, uh, like rock solid analytics around like this exact shot is amazing. And what we need to do in this, like this sub component of a frame or of a scene or whatever is what people loved. But I feel like, I don't know. May, there, there probably is a little bit more to it, but I think what people imagine as like the advanced analytics probably a lot of the time d- does just come down to okay, what do they have over the box office numbers? Is that they have like the decay curve of when do people turn off stuff? Or like for the the TV show equivalent, it's basically the same thing, just a decay curve over the uh, the run of a series to see you know like in the case of a movie this is where people got bored or in the case of a series you know this is where the series kind of fell off and you know we can i would argue that i think they have a lot deeper stuff i think they do have a lot deeper stuff i don't know if they're on the level of what like they can crowdsource a, or, or you know algorithm algorithmically determine like a, a composition of a particular shot necessarily but I do think that they do probably have some pretty that I bet they do have deeper stuff. Cause like you would also have um, all the information about the other stuff that they watch too, like any individual and audience person, like you would have all the history there and you would also have, um, well, I don't know. Have no, you, I mean, have you ever... I, I agree that they have, there's more ways to dice that data to, to cube it and stuff like that for like, their recommender system for example like i'm not discounting that that exists but well i guess what else do you i i don't even know what else like what else do you even speculate that they have that goes beyond just well watch history essentially yeah um and i'm realizing i'm uh, for some reason getting into an argument with the data scientist about this um but have you ever i know you're not a big youtube person but um 
and I know it's not one to one. I think that, I mean, for sure, it's, there's there is very significant differences between YouTube and, and Netflix. But like, uh, if you ever get into the analytics on YouTube, it is uh, like you definitely do get the uh, view duration, the average percentage watch. You can see at which point in a video somebody clicks off. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, you can see. But I mean, so far, all those sound like decay curve stuff. Yeah. Uh, the source of where you get something, which I guess you could get direct search or um, recommendation um, in Netflix. Uh, like which suggested videos it appeared from. Mm-hmm. So that's still just watch history, like you you said. Recommender system stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Like I I do know of 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 one thing that I've read about that Netflix does that is interesting. I'm sure that I saw it in a. Uh, I mean, not to say that the other stuff isn't interesting, but it doesn't surprise me. Uh, like. Like one thing that goes beyond like a recommender system or goes beyond like that decay curve stuff or identifying when content starts to kind of suck over time uh, is I, I've heard about how they do the the title cards or what, what, whatever they call the movie icon things. Like and the how, thumbnails. The, the thumbnails, yeah. How they have an automated process for that. And I don't know exactly how they do this, but how they have like an automated process for identifying with you know ml like using computer vision uh the most interesting uh like shots in a film and i i from what i've heard this is not based on like user data this is something or it's not based on like netflix user data directly oh it's like a literal like visual analysis yes of like I, i don't know exactly how that works but the idea, and I'm sure that I saw this in some like, it's probably some like Vox explainer or something. But it did, what I recall, it was at like a s- somewhat deep enough level of like technical detail that it kind of made sense to me. And they use that as like candidate selection of thumbnails from this film. But then on top of that, you know, and there's nothing wrong with this, but they have like humans, like they're gra- graphics people, I imagine, or maybe they have some some Amazon mechanical Turk thing or something like that, who then review those and pick out the ones that they think are the most interesting and turn those into the title cards that you, you see Mm -hmm. and whatnot. I I mean, I've definitely anecdotally noticed that like they change a lot. Yes. And And the AB testing, yeah, yeah, yeah. the AB testing of that, that gets layered on top of that too. That that's interesting. But I guess what I was, uh, what I'm skeptical about, and I guess I don't really have a reason for being skeptical, though this is, I think this is an okay reason, uh, okay reason enough, is I'm just skeptical because I can't imagine what they do, and I'm not familiar with what else there is for them to do with that kind of data that they collect, which is essentially the raw stuff I imagine mostly comes down to like a bunch of timestamps and you know, uh, other like just metadata on when you watched a movie, maybe what got you. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's tons of other stuff, right? The equivalent of like browser information and and whatnot, but it's like, when did you watch a movie? When did you stop watching a movie or show or whatever, that kind of, all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm not familiar with what else they would do other than things that basically break down to recommender systems, A-B testing of stuff like their thumbnails and other little features. And then, uh, okay, wait, what did I say? Recommender system, the A-B testing, and whatever else the third thing was that I said earlier that we were talking about. Uh, Oh, like the decay curve type uh, uh, analytics on just like, understanding when something is past its prime or not worth it to yeah. keep around. Um I think part I think I th- you I think you are raising a good point when uh, and sort of relating to the Tesla type thing too where like maybe the idea is that there it Netflix kind of wants to push the idea that they have all of this super um 
meaningful, deep data that you can't even wrap your mind around and that, that they are creating something that is like just scientifically going to, you know, hit your dopamine receptors or whatever. Um, so specifically, and really they have the, what well, you've laid out, like they don't actually have as uh, deep type stuff as they, they actually do. But um, so the, re- the what I'm pulling from partly, I remember reading years ago, this interview with Carrie Fukunaga in GQ about that maniac TV show with Jonah Hill. And I'm trying to pull it up now. Uh, and so he's, hmm, okay. So I'm, 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 I'm pulling, I'm pulling from this here. And again, this could just be part of the Netflix myth-making, self-myth-making. Um, but I'm reading here from this uh, GQ interview, um, a quote from Fukunaga here, because Netflix is a data company. They know exactly how their viewers watch things. Fukunaga says, so they can look at something you're writing and say, we know based on our data that if you do this, we'll, we'll, we will lose this many viewers. So it's a different kind of note giving. It's not like, let's discuss this and maybe I'm going to win. The algorithms argument is going to win at the end of the day. So the question is, do we want to make a creative decision at the risk of losing people? And, uh, an example is there was, one episode we wrote that was just layer upon layer, peeled back and then reversed again, which was a lot of fun to write and think of and write it was a lot of fun to write and think of executing, but halfway through the season we're just losing a bunch of people on that kind of binging momentum. That's probably not a good move. So it's a decision that was made hundred percent based on audience participation. So that seems pretty uh basic, actually, now upon reading it, that just that like you well, would want to do like a really high concept yeah. heady thing midway through a season to keep people from yeah. dropping well that's a good one though I, I guess i didn't think about that i think that still falls into what i maybe too naively all lumped into like the decay curve type information but yeah that does make sense i guess i didn't think about like the the maybe like the predictive element of it of like yeah this is the information from stuff that we've built in the or that we've re- released in the the past and now let's make a prediction about what you want to create based off of, I don't know, however they do that, a script or something, maybe computer vision, but I would think it'd be like a script if that's what they're talking through. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think about, like, if it, if if that's what's making the, if that's what's calling the shots, I think, of, so I'm rewatching The Leftovers again, and, which is my favorite show, and um, I think about, there are some specific episodes of that show that are extremely like you're you're going along you're watching you're watching the show you're following the narrative and then there's this episode that's just like completely different from anything else it's like the whole the whole concept of the episode is like maybe it's a completely new character or it's it's um not sure what the story is or whatever and it's like really abstract and whatever and it's challenging and it's uh you know it, it it's yeah i mean it's, it's it's challenging it doesn't seem like it makes any sense why you would, would do this but then in retrospect you i don't know the more i think about it the more i like i love it and so but and i don't think there's room for that kind of stuff if you have uh you have to make things based on what's going to keep the most amount of people engaged i think that mm. you need to have some sort of i don't know for for there to be something truly great this is my this is my big take. Who knows if I'll stand by this? But if you, if you want something a truly a truly great piece of art, um, you want there the, like there's needs to be a lot of bounce rate, or I don't know. Yeah, I guess this Sounds goes. Uh, this is obvious. I'm not saying that you disagree with this, but uh, I mean, I guess that just gets you back to the realization of like a uh, company like Netflix and probably just by virtue of how companies work, any company that would ever be like Netflix, they're not actually in the business of art. They're in the business of entertainment. And I mean, yeah. So like, there's no reason I can think of that they would ever be compelled to, like as much as I agree with you on, you know, kind of want to watch art sometimes or interact with art in different forms like uh that's not really on their uh mission statement you know right 
they just want to entertain the people. Bong Bong yeah, is being her. extremely cute behind you. Yeah. <laughs> She's like itching her back or something. She's like rolling around. Yeah. Yeah. Very cute. Um, totally. And I guess I don't didn't mean to give the impression that they that I think that they want to make something they that they, they, they want to make really great art. And also I get that it's kind of this is like I, I am a dumb guy. And like, I think this TV show is art. Like, that's kind of like a dumb guy thing. Like, I'm not reading a really good book here. I'm watching TV, <laughs> but I do think that there's some really cool stuff that you can do in the medium. And I get, and I guess the for, I had just coming from like a perspective of somebody who wants to see more things like that. It, uh, yeah, my point is that like, yeah, Netflix, HBO, etc., are not really in that business necessarily. Sometimes. Yeah they'll be able to create those things i think because you get the um you 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 get the the the, the people who can um i don't know like i think leftovers w- came out early enough to be like yeah sopranos and leftovers and all those things like they came out before there was too much of that um like we don't really know the analytics necessarily as deep as we could uh we kind of just have to trust you that you'll make something really great and that that'll bring yeah. people in um, basically kind of because they weren't good good enough at their jobs back then or as good yeah. as they are now yeah which is yeah s- s- sad because yeah it's, right. it's cool when that happens and you get to see something cool that wasn't the uh wasn't the optimized uh uh business spend uh strategy for them but it kind of works out for people yeah because we got we got true detective and now we get mayor of east town bring back the dudes <laughs> no uh wait i have another i mean i don't really know much about tv stuff also i watch a bunch of dumb dumb stuff also i and, and third thing i don't think that anything that we've said has just a caveat on all of this it's not about uh Oh, the the dumb masses, they just want to be entertained. Like this applies to like everyone, I think. It's not even really necessarily totally. like an art thing. But yeah, everyone probably over time has benefited from someone making something that uh wasn't like the business optimized entertainment spend, but that, you know, nevertheless came to be and ended up becoming like a big uh big favorite of theirs whether it's like the sopranos for some people or it's like that uh that uh trailer park boys show or whatever else uh that people connect with whether we think it's good or bad or whatever anyway that uh leftover show which you've talked about to me before i've never seen it uh i can imagine sort of what it's about i think i understand uh I got to say, Shelly's been watching this thing that, speaking of the Netflix analytics, I think I saw on Netflix recently that it's like the, it's like the number one, num- one of their number one shows, or at least it's been on a certain day recently, and it's called uh, uh, Manifest, I think. Have you heard about this? No. I'm not, just be clear up front, not suggesting that you watch this. I don't think that you would want to, to watch this because from what I've seen... And this is sort of what I want to get into. Uh, what I've seen, and Shelley won't like this description, is that it's sort of like the maybe like the Law and Order equivalent of of Lost, even though maybe Lost <laughs> is already the Law and Order equivalent of of Lost. But it's like a an even more kind of a sanitized, dressed up version of of Lost that kind of looks like the thing that would play after Law and Order. Or, one of those uh, firefighter <laughs> or police shows, Chicago PD or something like that. Wait, I may have seen th- this. Is one of those shows that is like you see the trailer for, and um, everybody is like way too hot in it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's one of those shows. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like yeah, like a basic cable type thing. Where <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. like yeah, it's like they're crash landed on like an island, kind of like lost or something but for yeah. some reason everybody is just i don't know sparkling and yeah which is also how lost is minus hurley <laughs> the one one token average man 
Not really gotcha. average. Movie. I have not seen Lost. I think I kind of want to go back and watch Lost because I love yeah. Leftovers so much. I think you you watched me watching Lost at the end of uh, college because I had never seen it. And I kind of finished up college. I think that was then... you and Atticus. I don't think I was around for the Lost era. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You must have watched. I just remember at the end of college, there was a, there was a phase where I was watching Lost very quickly, consuming very many episodes. I actually was doing the binging thing. And I just remember that I would go to the the store and I bought a variety a big variety pack of uh of uh New Belgium beer and I <laughs> bought like it was like a big one it was like a 24 pack of of bottles I think I went with my aunt to like like Walmart or something so I got it pretty pretty cheap and then also on that same Walmart trip with my aunt I bought like a like a 48 pack of Eggo waffles <laughs> and i just recall drinking is just like nice summer outside people are all around probably like lots of fun stuff to do and i was just lying on the couch Air conditioner set to 55 degrees <laughs> yeah uh lying on the couch got the the yeah shades are actually shades no shades shades are open lots of sunny but i'm just sitting there eating waffles uh drinking beer and watching Lost, dude, that sounds so good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of should do it now. It's kind of about it's about this time of the year that I would have been doing that. It's about so. time to uh, head inside and yeah, get some waffles. I need going. to. I actually bought some waffles like a couple weeks ago. I should. Nice, dude. I'm gonna do that again. I'm gonna go after this. I'm gonna go to Whole Foods. I'm gonna buy beer and waffles, and I'm gonna watch Lost because I never finished Lost. But anyway, this manifest show to me, it's been amusing. Shelly's been watching it. I'm not going to trash it, otherwise she's going to be mad at me. And I haven't actually seen enough of it to really talk trash about it. But the first episode that I saw, I was like, dang, this is like the first five episodes, or not five episodes, it's like the first like five seasons of Lost, like the first like 75% of Lost in like the first 10 minutes. Because the, the premise of this show is like, there's like some people on like, I don't know, some island. I think it's maybe like Jamaica. And then they fly back to like, who knows, like DC or something, or maybe it's like JFK uh, in, in New York and they land and the pilot's like, well, folks, sorry about this, but uh, we have to divert to LaGuardia or something. And, and then they land and he's like, well, sorry, folks, the day gets even worse. Uh, they're going to make us deplane right here on the tarmac. And then everybody deplanes on the tarmac, and like you said, for some reason every single person is a like a model, basically, except they're not. <laughs> yeah. You know, they've got like lifting their luggage for some reason. It's like in many... slow motion, and they're like sweating yeah. and just. <laughs> and it's also yeah. that like yeah, something that would never actually happen in person or in real life, no matter what the circumstances were. They're not going to let all these supermodel people deplane on the tarmac and they're just standing around in a big mob in front of the plane like they've just all got off and they're just just standing there and then there's like fbi dudes and lots of you know other police dudes and stuff like that and finally some like woman just yells at one of the the fbi people as everybody's paying attention and it's like when are you going to tell us what's 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 going on here when are we going to get to go home what's the problem and then the FBI guy slowly turns around and he's like, folks, the problem is that your plane left Jamaica on Saturday, 9-11-2001. It's not 9 it's not 2001. <laughs> Let's just be clear. But that's, you know, that's my go-to date. Yeah. It's not any other date yeah. <laughs> would work in that. Yeah. Much, very confusing, but I'm just going to still use that date instead. 9 okay. 11, your plane left on 9 11, 2001. The problem is that today is 9 11, 2013. <laughs> and they're like, what? And then they, the whole thing is about, like, yeah, you kind of got lost up there in that turbulence or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know where the show is going immediately. This is this is Lost, except you skipped the first five seasons of Lost where you're on the island, and instead you've just come back. And it's like, okay, Shelly, I can tell you where the show is going. It's like Lost. Because <laughs> they're, they're doing gonna, Lost. They're gonna, somebody's going to say, we got to go back. 
we got to go back to the island. We got to go back to the turbulence or, or whatever. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. It might take five seasons. The way maybe it's like lost in in reverse, but yeah. Anyway, you brought up the leftovers thing. That reminded me of that. This is now a non sequitur, but Shelly just popped in to say that they canceled the show. So I guess we'll never know. If they had to they never know back. if they went back. But is leftovers the same way? Do they ever have to go back, you know, to figure out whatever yeah. happened? Well, it's like a blip, right? It's like, a, oh, half the population died. That's like that Marvel movie, right? I think it's 3% of the population disappeared one day. That's in the leftovers. Yeah. Which is, okay, interesting. That's what I this mean, it, manifest it, show is. I don't understand. It's, it's such also, a common it's, it's Damon Lindelof who premise. did Lost, right? Yeah. That's yeah. such a common premise, though. It's like people disappear, and then they're presumed dead, and then they come back, and then the whole world has to but nobody comes grapple back. with it. Oh, in, in Leftovers, nobody comes back? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, ben, I'm going to segue into the outro here because we've been going for a little longer than usual, and that's because uh, you get a little bit of extra pr- uh, free skeleton this week because over on the premium show, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, folks who are subscribed to patreon.com slash Skeleton will not be getting a premium show this week, but you will be getting one eventually because we're going to be doing something special uh, in the time that we usually... Uh, record this type of thing um and i'm just gonna leave it at that so if you're interested head over to patreon.com slash dr skeleton and sign up over there uh we're gonna be yeah producing some special content for you that will be coming to the patreon eventually so thanks everybody for listening we will see you back here same time same place next week bye